This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Hi everyone, welcome back to Inside China Tech. I'm Zen Su, a technology reporter with the SCMP, and today we are going to discuss the Huawei arrest, which is pretty much anything anybody in the tech circles in China or in the US can talk about. Let me recap this in 30 seconds. So basically, on the 1st of December, Canada arrested Meng Wanzhou, the chief financial officer of Huawei, who just happens to be the daughter of Huawei's founder. With me today is Li Tao, our resident Huawei expert, who's based out in Shenzhen and covers Huawei as a company from day to day, as well as John Carter, our senior editor of the political economy team, who is keeping a close watch on the updates of this case. Li Tao, you're based in Shenzhen, and as we know, Huawei is also based in Shenzhen. So, what have people been saying about this case? I think,、uh, you know, for those people I know, you know, working in Huawei, people are pretty calm. You know,、uh, the first day when media, you know, reported、uh, about the arrest of the Miss Meng,、uh, Huawei actually issued an internal letter to all these employees, which also trying to calm the. Uh, the the employees、uh, telling them, you know, the best way to respond to this kind of affairs is working harder and achieve more. So that's what I heard from internal、uh, sources. Those people I know in Huawei. Yeah, I think for most、uh, people in online,、uh, I think ninety five percent of them they actually believe that Huawei has been、uh, a victim because、uh, the Chinese company has been bullied by the U.S. government. You know, the the U.S. government is trying be really unreasonable with the Chinese enterprises because they are. Uh, a fear. Uh, they are. They are fearing the rising of Chinese power. So that's why you know they try to impose some some you know、uh, prejudice or some illegal activities against Huawei, including the CFOs. So that's、uh, mostly what we saw in China these days. But to be frank, you know, in China, most of these posts. Uh, I mean, circulating on social media. I mean, these articles. I think most of them are also in favor of Huawei, as well as Miss Meng. And of course, the Chinese government also、uh, has been standing out to protect the interests of Huawei as well as the CFO. So、uh, it's not surprising that people actually feel this way because、um, they don't really.、Um, I think that's basically the channels they are able to learn about the cases and. Uh, which also affect their sentiment towards the case. One of Huawei's big ambitions when it comes to telecommunications is its 5G sort of network and its equipment that it is trying to sell to the rest of the world. Because China obviously has all these big ambitions to be a global leader in 5G. So, how will this incident with Miss Meng sort of affect? Huawei's 5G ambitions. Like I said, you know, Meng's case. She,、uh, this is a separate case currently. You know, the hearing is about her bail and the extradition. You know, to the U.S. Currently, it does not really affect the Huawei's business. You know, Huawei is the world's largest、uh, telecom equipment vendor in the world. You know, the number one. So actually, it's also the leading. Um, telecom vend-、uh, equipment vendor in terms、uh, in terms、uh, in terms of the 5G development. So what we know is Huawei just announced last month that it has secured 
5G contrast globally with the global partners. So um, that's the number one in the world as well. So um, actually Huawei has been investing huge on the 5G development. You know, that's not some millions so we are talking about here. We are talking hundreds, uh, hundreds of billion, you know, US dollar investments on the uh, upcoming next generation network. So for Huawei, 5G is super important. What worries the industry is uh, if Huawei does, you know, receive, you know, some certain uh, punishment from the US government, it will definitely have a huge negative effect, you know, to Huawei's uh, ambition in 5G development because for the, the government, you know, 5G is very important. You know, the government actually have uh, very high ambitions and high hopes, you know, on the 5G development. So if both Huawei and ZTE, they had some problem, you know, in developing the 5G uh, in the following years, I believe that also comes a huge setback for the government as well. So why is 5G so big and why does China want to dominate this network? So the point is in the past, you know, China didn't have a voice on 3G or 4G. Uh, they actually did pretty well, but they are not leading the 3G or 4G development. So that, that's why, you know, Chinese government think, okay, 5G is the opportunity that China as well, Chinese enterprises to lead. Uh, in its developments. That's why, you know, uh, 5G is kind of crucial for uh, the government and, and the enterprises. Also, uh, 5G will be very important, you know, um, because the cost will be lower and people's demand for traffic will be uh, surging really fast. So 5G absolutely will, be, will become the trend for the future. So especially in the developed countries as well as some countries like China, you know, all the carriers, local carriers, will invest much, you know, to upgrade their current uh, facilities, you know, from 4G to 5G. Of course, for those less developed areas, probably 5G will be still far from them. So they may still... Uh, uh, they will still consider, you know, uh, 3G or 4G first. But, you know, for Huawei, 3G and 4G is uh, also their advantages. So that's why, you know, I believe they can still reap big interest from that. Yeah. What about for Huawei's devices? I mean, obviously, we've seen that the telecom side is not doing so well. And you've mentioned earlier that lots of Chinese consumers think that Huawei is not in the wrong here, that they're being bullied by the US and other countries. How has this sort of helped Huawei's consumer side of the business? Are more people talking about buying Huawei phones? Like, one of the memes that I've seen recently was that, um, like, there was this meme where people were saying that, oh, you know, if you're using an Apple phone, you should just get this new phone cover that has Huawei on the back to show how much you are loyal to the country. So just curious as to how, how this has helped. Is it, has this helped any sort of nationalist sentiment when it comes to domestic brands in China? You know, uh, it, not just the, from the, this Huawei case, you know, since the US and China trade war starts, you know, there has been voices on the internet, you know, people trying to promote for the local phones, asking, uh, asking others not to buy iPhones, you know, other internet uh, foreign brands, you know, to support the domestic products. So for recently, after Huawei, you know, the 
the instant breakout, you know, the voice has never been so loud, you know. A lot of people is trying to boycott, you know, other foreign brands and asking people to focus on uh, purchasing, uh, purchasing the domestic brands, especially the Huawei, to support the company. You know, uh, I think we actually wrote a piece yesterday regarding a tech company that's one of the suppliers uh, to Huawei, you know. The company actually issued a official document which encouraged the employees to purchase Huawei products. For those who purchase like, like Huawei phones, you know, the company is able to, you know, provide um, incentives, you know, like 10% of the prices to the employees. And for those who purchase iPhones, you know, I mean, Apple's iPhones, you know, the company claims that they, they'll, they're, they're like, they, they will find the employees for 100% of prices, you know, they pay, they pay for the Huawei phone. I know it sounds really ridiculous, but that's kind of legit. Uh, I know it sounds, I know it sounds a little bit uh, ridiculous, but that's actually something the company actually issued and post on its official website. And ICMP reported on that yesterday. Great, Li Tao. Thanks for sharing your insights with us. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from you out of Shenzhen soon. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks. With me now is John Carter, Senior Editor for our Political Economy team. Good morning. Tell us, what's at stake here for Huawei and China? Why is China so outraged at this arrest? Well, first of all, it's the timing. Uh, The arrest happened the same day that uh, President Xi and President Trump sat down for a critical meeting about the the trade war. And as we know, Xi and Trump came to an agreement, a truce in the trade war, um, at the same time that uh, the Huawei CFO was being arrested in Canada. And so it's the optics of it are, are terrible. But also Huawei is a huge tech company in China. Its revenues are greater than those of Alibaba, Tencent, and Baidu combined. It is a big company. It is a Chinese national champion of high tech. It is arguably the world leader in the development of 5G, which is the next big tech revolution which will allow the internet to connect to your refrigerator or your car or all sorts of connected devices. And so this is a major, it is the next major big tech step. Um, And Huawei is the Chinese champion of this. So um, by arresting the CFO, uh, the U.S. is, appears to be going after Huawei as well. I mean, the the charge is that um, the CFO lied about the connection between Huawei and the Skycom company in order to get around U.S. sanctions against Iran. So it's the, the charge is bank fraud. But more broadly, Huawei's been under investigation for more than a year. Um, at, at the same time, the U.S. had imposed sanctions against CTE. And as you remember, those sanctions that uh, U.S. companies couldn't supply any equipment or components to ZTE almost puts ZTE out of business. Now, Huawei is not as dependent on U.S. components as ZTE was, but it is dependent, particularly uh, in 5G. So, uh, for instance, uh, it licensed Android from Google. If uh, there were a ban on Huawei getting any U.S. supplies, then it's smartphones, and it is the number two smartphone maker worldwide now. It couldn't use Android, and so what do all those people out there with the Huawei smartphones do? Uh, but more broadly, 
Um, it, it appears that the Huawei arrest, a CFO arrest, is part of a broader U.S. Uh, effort to, in the U.S. point of view, is to create a level playing field in high tech. And they're going after Huawei um, any way they can, and this arrest is part of that. So it has the potential for um, emasculating Huawei, at least in 5G, at least in the short run. Whether the U.S. will actually follow through against Huawei, at the, this point, the charges are only against the individual. Uh, but if they broaden those charges out to say Huawei officials and, and the board of directors knew all this and approved all this, uh, it could be very bad for Huawei. Now, you again, remember that Trump stepped in uh, at Xi's request to rescue ZTE. So something like this could happen. And um, Trump has uh, suggested that there may be a remedy like that for Huawei. So as you mentioned, this arrest happened um, on the same day that President Xi Jinping and Trump had the talks, the trade war talks. So now that this arrest has happened, what has changed? You know, what what's at stake for both countries? Is this going to put a wrench in their trade talks? It might. Um, it's clear that the Chinese are extremely upset about this. As you know, they have detained two Canadians, one of, of a diplomat, a standing diplomat. Um, so they're taking it very seriously. But at the same time, both China and the U.S. are trying to decouple the arrest from the trade talks. And Robert Lighthizer, who is the head U.S. negotiator for the U.S. side, has said that this is not my department. This doesn't have any effect on what I'm trying to do with the Chinese. And uh, the reports that we've heard is that the trade talks are making progress. We know that the Chinese have started to buy U.S. soybeans again. We have heard that they have promised to reduce the tariffs on U.S. auto imports. So things appear to be moving forward. Uh, having said that, uh, it, it seems highly unlikely that this issue won't come up because of the importance of Huawei to China and because of how China has acted since the arrest. They're, they're putting a lot of pressure on Canada not to extradite this woman to uh, the United States. So Huawei is a really massive Chinese company, and they have a large number of suppliers, both in the U.S. and China. How is this going to affect the U.S. and Chinese economies? As you say, it's a massive company, um, and one-third of its suppliers are U.S.-based. So this affects not only China, but the U.S. Um, U.S. companies like Intel and Qualcomm and uh, Micron are all suppliers to Huawei. And so the ripple effects, if, and again, this is a major if, if the United States goes after Huawei, the company, and decides to sanction it, the ripple effects would be dramatic for the Chinese economy because there's so many suppliers in uh, Huawei, such a big company. But it also would have a direct impact on the U.S. because Qualcomm and Intel and Micron would sell fewer chips if they were allowed to sell chips at all to Huawei. And so it would have a negative impact on the U.S. economy. And remember, in looking at the economic impact, you don't just look at the direct impact. I cannot sell fewer chips to Huawei. Look at the broader impact on business confidence in general. Businesses are starting to sit on their hands and not invest because of uncertainty about the impact of the trade war on the global economy. We saw figures out yesterday 
that direct foreign direct investment in China fell more than 27% in November. That's a huge drop. And this is because businesses are afraid of the future. They don't know what's going to happen with the trade war. They don't know what's going to happen to the global economy. And so they're not going to invest now. They're not going to expand their operations in China. They're not going to open new operations in China. They're going to wait and see. And so this is the bigger impact on the global economy, this, this lack of business confidence. Um, and it's starting to slow the economy. And there are increasing warnings that the recession is possible if this goes too far. As we know, Huawei is, like you said, the Chinese champion for 5G technology. However, it seems that um, they're facing some trouble on some fronts with getting countries to adopt their uh, technology. Uh, what's at stake here for... Well, this is... The, the, the United States has been skeptical, um, or critical, highly critical of Huawei for a long time. Um, so that's not a surprise. But lately, other countries have adopted the U.S. position. Australia, New Zealand, uh, re- in the last several days, the, the U.K. and Japan, and reportedly Germany and Canada are also considering this as well. And they're saying we do not want Huawei equipment of any kind in our new 5G networks. And so those are big markets. Uh, They represent a large share of the global economy. And so if you can't sell into those markets, it's going to have an impact on your business. And we're already hearing reports from Huawei suppliers that the existing bands uh, in the U.S. and Australia, the longest standing bands, are already affecting their business because Huawei isn't selling as much equipment And so they're not ordering as many components from these suppliers. So it is already having an effect on the Chinese economy. John, I'm sure you've been watching Donald Trump's Twitter account closely. And recently he has said that he could possibly intervene in this whole extradition process. What is up with that? Well, in two days ago, Trump said in an interview with Reuters uh, that uh, he would be willing to intervene in this case uh, to stop the extradition if it was in the best interest of the United States and if it helped um, seal a trade deal. Um, it's an extraordinary comment um, for a U.S. president to intervene in an extradition process is, as far as I know, is unprecedented and would have major implications for the U.S. foreign policy. Uh, remember that Canada's gone way out in a limb here on this case. They've taken a lot of heat from China, and two of their citizens have been detained in China to put pressure on them not to extradite Hmong, um, the, the Huawei CFO, to the United States. Um, and so if the U.S. were suddenly to turn around and say, oh, sorry, we're not going to extradite uh, because of this trade deal, uh, I would imagine the Canadians would feel quite upset because they're taking a big hit here. Um, And they're complying with a treaty between the United States and Canada. So for Trump to intervene in treaty obligations would set a very bad precedent and arguably um, would prompt other countries to put pressure uh, on the U.S. or other states in order to avoid extradition. It, it, it would be a bad idea. But having said that, Trump did intervene in the ZTE case at the behest of President Xi and did end the U.S. sanctions against ZTE, which saved the company. Um, so 
Mr. Trump has his own way of doing things. And so we'll have to watch and see what comes next. The story is changing every day. And if you want the latest, do come to scmp.com to read our coverage of this Huawei case. Thanks so much, John, for your time. We'll see you soon. My pleasure.